Welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within. Over the past several months, I've been chatting to a lot of different people. It's amazing the stories I hear about different people and what they're doing for their investment. And last week on my podcast, I talked a bit about buying cheap and and why people tend to want to buy smaller cap shares or shares, you know, those 50 cent shares, 20 cent shares, 10 cent shares. And I'm going to touch a little bit more on that, but I want to talk more about CFDs today because um, I'm seeing an alarming number of people trying to trade CFDs. And the main reason when I ask them why they want to trade CFDs is simply because they don't have much money. And it's all in that same sort of parcel to me is about buying cheap and and actually uh, buying CFDs or trying to trade or invest in CFDs. It's, it comes from the same sort of emotions that people, um, they think I've only got $1,000, $2,000 or $5,000, so they, I'll trade the cheap shares or I'll, I'll trade CFDs because I only need a little bit of money to try and make some money. And to me, everything starts stemming from the fact that uh, of a return that we want. And I think that's sort of where that, that sort of thinking comes from. I mean, after all, Making if you just buy a you know a few shares for your five thousand dollars, let's say five shares with one thousand dollars on each, and at the end of the year you've made a thousand dollars on top or capital gain, you've made twenty percent. That's a pretty good return, and that's a return most people don't get in Australia. It is we keep forgetting when we get a big bull market like we saw through to two thousand and seven, uh, returns tend to be different than what they normally are. I mean, when I was doing seminars back in the early two thousands and even right through to about two thousand and five put in a room with 100 people plus and I'd say who's made 10% in the last 12 months and most people wouldn't put their hand up. After that sort of 2005 it started to be going more like 20% people were starting to earn so we tend to forget what is normal and normal sort of returns for anybody over any 10 year period is somewhere around 7, 8, 9, 10, 11% in that sort of bracket not your 15s and your 20s. Once we achieve them for a few years we expect them to happen all the time and it just doesn't really happen but when we're talking about CFDs is people are saying, oh, well, you know, for $5,000, and if I can make $5,000, that's not a bad little effort for me uh, with my little bit of capital. The alarming thing to me is that most people that I talk to that say to me that I don't have any money or I don't have much money to trade and end up starting to trade CFDs on options, when I start asking them how they're trading it, they struggle with actually trying to even explain what they're actually doing. And I'll use a broad example of one person. So I'll mismatch a bit of a story together and of different people I've spoken to over the last few months. Some of them are wanting to trade CFDs. They're looking at them and they're saying, oh, when the market's doing this, this is what happens with the trade. I get stopped out all the time or the, the price seems to fall very, very quickly for a few seconds and then goes back up again. And, and I say to the person, well, what's happening is it's the market maker pulling the spreads on you. And they go, oh, does that happen? I go, yes, it does. And they do also do lots of other things on you because their job as a market maker is to take your money. Now, for those people who don't really understand CFDs or the different options you've got available, there are three types of markets. CFD is a form of futures contract. And they're generally what they call over-the-counter products or OTC. So you might see OTC every now and again, but it's an over-the-counter product. And when you have an over-the-counter product, it's like you're going into the local milk bar or you're going into the local petrol station and you're buying something over-the-counter. So you're physically got something that you want and the shop or whatever, wherever you go has the item that you want. You exchange money for that item. And you've, got, you've gone into an arrangement with that person or that business supplying you that over-the-counter. And nobody else affects that transaction other than those two entities. So over-the-counter means you're moving into or entering into a contract with the provider for the contract for difference. So if you're trading a share, let's say BHP, and you're hoping it goes up, 
the more it goes up, the more the provider actually pays you money into your bank account, the more it goes down or the opposite of what you expect, the more money comes out of your bank account. And it's directly between you and the provider. So most CFDs traded in Australia are done what they call OTC or over the counter. Now they, there's two types of providers in that market. One is called market makers, and these are your companies like your CMCs who are market makers, and then you have direct market access model like a Macquarie. Two different types of models. A market maker is somebody who runs their own market, and I always deem it's sort of like going to the horse track. And you go to the bookie, and you want to place a bet on one of the horses in the race. Now that race will get run at whatever time it gets run. It's three o'clock, bang, the Melbourne Cup it goes around and if you've placed a bet on the horse for the Melbourne Cup you can't affect the race at all because your bet with that bookie is with the bookie not with what's going on that racetrack so you can't affect the race and that's sort of what a market maker is you're actually going into a contract with a market maker but the market that you're actually taking that bet on so to speak is a synthetic market that is controlled by the market maker not by what's going on in the real market it's sort of it's supposed to mirror what's happening on the physical all orders index or the uh, the ASX and it does to a large degree but there are times where the market maker they have allowances that they can have as far as where their um, spreads are and what they do for the bid and the ask price etc all the criteria would you ever play a card game and you're facing your cards you face your cards to your opponent that you're playing poker against and they said, no. And I said, well, why wouldn't you do that? And they said, because I'd lose all the time because they know what was going on. I said, that's exactly what happens with market makers is because you're placing your trade on their system, they know exactly every single trade. And because they've made the market or the market that you're trading in, all the buying and selling is on their platform with all their pricing that they've made up and their rules, you're actually playing against the rule maker and the deal maker. And so therefore you're showing your hand, especially if you put your stop losses in. And it's critical about well, making sure people use stop losses. But if you place a trade on a system for a market maker, you've actually told them where your exit point is. And if the market's somewhere near that, they'll push the exit point or they'll push the price of that fake market through your stop loss, get you to take, get you taken out, cancel your trade, take brokerage, take your, your money and then go, and they can do that, and they're very, very legal for them to do that, and it quite often happens with companies like your CMCs and other market makers. Their job is not to give you the money. Their job is to take your money. They're professionals at taking your money. As opposed to a direct market access model like a Macquarie, when you're placing a trade there, what exactly going on is when you're buying BHP shares, they're physically going to the market and buying the shares for you in the form of like they like they borrow the money off their bank basically put that into the market for you and whatever the price of the share is they are obviously getting their growth out of that and so are you so they're not changing the prices the prices on a system like a Macquarie are exactly what is actually on the All Lords or it's mirroring the All Lords pay more to trade with a market maker than you ever will with a direct market access model and you need to be careful with that but other things I say to people is you need to know where your money is a lot of these market makers your money is in a synthetic bank account because you're in a synthetic market and when I ask them if they've read fine print, uh, these people on, have you read the fine print about what you're doing? They've not read the fine print. You, you need to know what's going on with your money and where it is. Unless it's in an Australian bank account, it's not safe in my book. When you're trading CFDs over the counter, either with a direct market access model or with a market maker, the ASX or the Australian Stock Exchange is not in the middle of that. They are the ones that direct the traffic flow. They make the markets fair and, and they're the watchdog for the share market but you need to be trading with the exchange in the middle. 
Whereas with an over-the-counter product such as a, a um, market maker or a direct market access model on your CFDs, the ASIC has nothing to do with what's going on between you and the over-the-counter product. They're only regulated by ASIC with the Corporations Act and it, obviously with Macquarie, obviously them being a bank, your money's actually held in a bank account, so they're regulated under the Banking Act, whereas most market makers aren't regulated under the Banking Act. So it's, and it really isn't until you test these sorts of things, you don't know what you're getting into. But probably the biggest alarming thing for me is that most of these people that I talk to have little or no knowledge about the markets or how to buy, how to sell money management rules. And when you're looking at things that are highly leveraged, like CFDs, options, warrants, futures, you need to look at that. Um, and you, we, we are getting into high risk levels. And you know, if you've got $1,000, that means you're going to have $10,000 exposure to a share. And that share only has to move 10% to you either to make 100% or lose 100%. And what I find is most people tend to lose it and they spend more time chasing the market. It is far better um, to take it much, much, much easier and be a bit more conservative with things um, as far as your investing is concerned. If you don't have the knowledge, then please don't play into areas or, or use these highly leveraged areas. It, it really is smart and a lot wiser for you to just buy blue chip shares and slowly build it up because it's a case of the tortoise and the hare. You'll, you'll get to the finishing line faster by being more conservative rather than trying to be more aggressive. And they say ignorance is expensive and I see that every week a lot of people are losing lots of money or costing themselves lots of money because of their ignorance and not wanting to get the right education and right understand what's going on. I'll leave you with all of that. I'll, I'll probably touch on this again next week or, or take it to another place next week. But hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast from Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within. Take care for now. Bye-bye.